Thanks for listening to the Arc Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. Over the last few years, there's been what I find to be a very fascinating, yet underreported trend in the art world. And that is that museum curators are changing jobs and not just moving to new museums, but they're actually moving to the commercial art world. And what's equally interesting is that it isn't just curators who are doing this, but it's all types of professionals in the art museum space. Julia Halperin, who's a freelance journalist and also co-founder of the Burns Halperin Report and a columnist for the art newspaper, recently wrote a great article in the art newspaper detailing this trend. We wanted to have her on to chat further about this trend and really what it may mean for the future of not only galleries, but also museums. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Julia, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Adam. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. So as I said, I think you wrote a really great article in the art newspaper recently covering a trend that really hasn't been exposed that much in the art media, and that's this increasing trend of museum curators moving into gallery positions. Now, it seems like there used to be a wall between the commercial and museum world, and it was really controversial for one to cross over from one to the other. Tell us, how long has this been happening, and how prevalent is this exodus now? So I think... The earliest example that I could find was 20 years ago when Gregor Muir left Kate to lead Hauser and Wirth's gallery in London, and that was in 2004. And at that time, it was almost a scandal, as you say. Like, there really was this sort of invisible wall that divided uh, the commercial from the museum world. And so it was seen as this sort of, you know, crazy off the wall move. And I think it has become more common with the rise of the mega gallery, um, where these, you know, these sorts of galleries are able to stage museum quality shows, they are, you know, they have huge budgets, budgets that are larger than museums. Um, and they have spaces all over the world and their ambition has grown. So, you know, there was a lot of coverage when John Elderfield, who was the painting and sculpture curator at MoMA, started organizing shows for Gagosian in 2008. And now I think there is a lot less hand-wringing when it happens. I think it's become much more common over the past decade. Um, you know, I think people acknowledge that this sacred divide was never really there to begin with. These two sectors have always worked together. And so you see more recent examples like Kate Fowle, who is the director of MOA PS1, going over to Hauser. Um, Ingrid Schaffner, who was at Chinati, the Chinati Foundation, is now at Hauser. Um, Mark Beasley went from the Hirshhorn to Pace. So the, the pace of these transitions has definitely picked up. And you touched on it a little bit, but from your conversations and research, were you able to identify some of the primary reasons why we're seeing so many curators exiting the museum world now for commercial galleries? So the obvious reason is money, obviously. Um, You know, curators that I talked to could see their salaries double, if not triple, going into the private sector. So, you know, I think that is that's the the answer everyone immediately thinks of, but I do think there are other reasons beneath that. 
Um, you know, some curators are really looking for the flexibility and the faster pace and the more nimble environment that a commercial gallery provides. And I mean, the fact is that museums are not pushy places to work, um, especially after the onset of the pandemic, when museums started cutting budgets and shrinking teams. Um, you know, it became, it's not, it's not an easy job. And it's not a job where people necessarily feel always appreciated. Uh, and so, you know, when galleries reach out and say, you're amazing, we'll give you all these resources, you deserve it, we appreciate you. Um, you know, I think in the current sort of environment of burnout in museums, that is very tempting. Well, I think one of the most interesting aspects of your article was that it isn't just the curatorial space, but there are also other art professionals in the museum setting who are also moving over to the commercial world. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, this was sort of the big revelation to me. I got tipped off to it having drinks with a New York Museum administrator. And I was asking her, you know, what I ask a lot of museum sources to figure out what to write about, which is like, what is keeping you up at night? And what she said was, you know, the fact that so many staff members uh, from a variety of departments, not just curatorial, are making the transition over to the commercial world. Um, and, you know, that sometimes the other departments, they don't get the kind of press or attention that a curator who has a very public profile might get when they move, but it can have just as much, if not more, of an impact on the day-to-day -day of an institution. So, you know, that means, and when I, I, I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn for this story, just like searching museums and then galleries and seeing where people had moved. And, you know, I found registrars, event producers, development people, visitor services, video editors, you know, people who worked in the gift shop. Um, and even what was probably most surprising to me was museum educators who you think of as, you know, not really having a purpose in a for-profit enterprise, um, but even some of them had made the shift. Um, and so you're seeing it also, especially in New York museums and maybe LA to a lesser extent, because of course that's where the galleries are. So it's easier to make the transition. I don't think you're seeing it as much for people who work in, in museums outside of these major metropolitan areas where the galleries are also located. But um, you know, thinking specifically about these hubs where there are big museums and there are big galleries, you're seeing it sort of up and down the, the staff lists and the chain of command. So I think we've talked about this trend and what commercial galleries are doing to tempt curators and other professionals to join them and to leave museums. And perhaps some of the reasons we've given increased salary, um, more money to spend on exhibitions. So maybe this trend isn't surprising, really. On the other end, we haven't really looked at what this might mean for museums. Is there concern within the art world about what this trend may say and mean for the museum space? I kept asking everyone that because I would ask them, you know, what are the reasons why a registrar shouldn't move to a gallery if the money is better and the support is better and the hours are better? Um, and I asked, you know, are you worried that there's going to be no one left to work at museums? And almost nobody seemed worried about that. You know, I think that they were confident that there will always be people committed to the museum as an idea. 
uh, as an institution that is essential to a civic society. Um, and the other thing too is the galleries, you know, galleries aren't a fit for everyone either. Um, you know, I heard from people who described the tri the transition between working with an artist, like you do at a museum, to working for an artist as a gallerist, as being a very different and sometimes difficult dynamic. Um, you know, you you are rewarded as a as a curator in particular for your critical eye for your discernment for your ability to say you know this is good and this is less good and when you get to a gallery your job is to encourage the artist and support them whether you think it's good or not um, and i think that that caused some friction for some folks i talked to and the other thing is that selling art is a skill you know i think curators who are sort of the masters of the universe in the museum world some of them might think that they can do anything or apply that those skills and ways of thinking to anything in the art sector, but it is a particular skill to sell art or to sell anything. And so some might go and find that, oh, actually, I'm not so good at that or I don't like that. And so I think that the question will really be in the other areas that we've talked about, you know, registrars, event producers, is that going to be an area where museums have trouble, you know, filling their ranks with talented people? Um, and, you know, I think that people leaving over and over can put real stress on an institution and real stress on the staff. So there's a chance for it to become a sort of negative feedback loop where people start leaving and it becomes more and more difficult to work in these departments. And, and so, you know, more people start leaving after that. But I think, so yeah, the short answer is, I think it could go either way. I think curatorial will always have people committed to the, the mission and the sort of big picture goals of museums as institutions. But I think that museums are going to need to figure out how to keep other kinds of employees engaged. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you if you thought that this trend may simply continue for the next few years or if we could see a pause or a reversal. And I was thinking about it a little bit more and I do wonder if some of this is tied to the strength of the art market the last few years. We've seen galleries, presumably profits, increase dramatically as prices have gone up, sold out show after sold out show. And so in this frothy period, galleries are able to easily expand their uh, businesses and hiring. And I do wonder if we experience a softening or just a flattening that maybe this aggressive hiring from museums might slow down drastically. I think that's a great point. I think that demand for this broad swath of art experts might shrink to a bare bones situation if the market, you know, continues to weaken. Um, so I think that's definitely something to think about. I think that this trend in general was really exacerbated by the pandemic where museums were hit really hard and galleries were doing pretty well and were continuing to expand. So I think that I, forces on the museum side and the market side could shape the way that this shakes out over the next few years or longer. I also think, you know, that it can be reversed if museums 
address these bigger issues that have been discussed with respect to, you know, organizational culture and pay and management issues. Um, you know, I think that if museums become a more sustainable place to work or they become a place where employees feel valued and appreciated, um, you know, that might also help stem the bleeding. Um, and on the other hand, you know, I think that also coming out of the pandemic, the culture in general um, has reflected this idea that like maybe your job is not your identity. I think people who work at museums have often conflated their jobs with their identity, maybe even more than people who work in the art market. And you know, you've seen the kind of great resignation and the the pullback of hustle culture. And so I think that maybe some of this shift comes from people saying, okay, my job doesn't need to be my life. I can work in an environment that pays me better and has more resources and still love museums and love art. Um, so I think I think that this reflects a ton of different sort of interlocking economic and social forces. Uh, and I think that, yeah, the, the future of the art market and the future of the museum industry will have a lot to say about whether this continues or whether it starts to level off. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how this trend plays out. Julia, thanks so much again for coming onto the podcast and helping us dive into this really fascinating area of the art market. And if our listeners haven't already, they should definitely check out your article in the art newspaper covering this topic in depth. And I know you're on social media, often talking about the art world and the art market. For our listeners who don't already follow you, where can we find you there? I am. You can follow me on Twitter at Julia Halperin and also on Instagram with the same handle. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely. Thanks again for coming on. Speak soon.